The Ringer's music critic Rob Harvilla curates and explores 60 iconic songs from the 90s that define the decade. Rob is joined by a variety of guests to break it all down as they turn back the clock. Check out 60 songs that explain the 90s exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Previously on Recipe Club. The wheel currently is empanadas, flatbread, frozen broccoli, jalapenos, mac and cheese, meatballs, popcorn, Wonder Bread, Spam, which Dave added last time, and graham crackers, which are falling off the wheel to be replaced by something else. So, Well, let's get rid of graham crackers, and I think maybe we can have some... uh uh, a consensus here, Brian. Would you want to put Bisquick on? Because that was on last time. Hell yeah, I want yeah, Bisquick. Let's Bisquick on here. Here right, we go. Spin the wheel fu- of death. Spin the wheel. <laughs> oh yes! shit, it's happening. Yes! It's happening. It's happening. Wait, wait, yes. <laughs> Bisquick. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the sometimes number one podcast, <laughs> Recipe Club. And we are joined today with Baker Extraordinaire. Sometimes, if we're feeling good and we're doing good, Obama impersonator, number oh, 44. Oh, man. <laughs> Trying to coax it out again, man. You can't coax it out, man. You got to wait for it. Coming out with a new book. Yeah. Chef author, Brian. <laughs> for What's going on, guys? Boom. Hello, hello. And Chris Ying will explain to everybody the rules if you're not familiar. And we are doing Bisquick, as you just listened that the Wheel of Death landed on Bisquick, something that I had to refamiliarize myself with. Chris, <laughs> give everybody the rules. Yeah, this is Recipe Club, where we debate the best ways to cook the things you want to eat. In this case, as Dave said, it is Bisquick, the... Uh, I don't know, wildly popular, almost 80, 100-year-old invention uh, sold by General Mills under the Betty Cracker, Cracker, Betty Crocker brand. The three of us, as always, have chosen three recipes from the 2.5 million that are available on Google. We've all cooked all three of them, and we are going to talk about our, our ups and downs of that process, any adjustments we've made, and ultimately... Probably, but possibly not come away with a champion recipe because last time Brian Ford was on here, it, there was a there was a no decision. We all walked away with we all walked away losers last time in the graham cracker episode. You, you know, you don't know what you're going to get when I show up here, you know, so just, you know, you might get coconut eggs. You might get no decision. Listen, just let's just keep it real. 
You, you truly never know what to get with Brian Ford. I mean, so. sometimes he fucks around and gets a triple double, right? Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I, it's it's almost like it's my choice. You know, it's almost like I'm the puppeteer and I get that kind of control what really goes on on this podcast. He's but. playing a game, and and Dave and he's, I are he's, just he's fighting like for our lives. He's he's, he's <laughs> bored. He's just fucking with us because he's like, "What else am I going to do? I'm the most yeah. powerful person in the world, the universe." Um, so. Bisquick, guys, I, I think if I recall correctly, both of you, when the wheel hit Bisquick, were pretty excited about this. Both of you uh, had some fam familiarity with Bisquick, a little Bisquick Well, love. I grew what up and I think that's how I ate pancakes yeah. growing up. I thought that was pancake batter, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was basically flour, baking powder, egg, you know, milk. Mm -hmm. And I still don't even know what's in Bisquick. But <laughs> Yeah, it, it's uh, enriched bleached flour. Actually, I looked at the box today just to just to get my ducks in a row. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, my parents are immigrants and, you know, we had food stamps and wick and all of those things that, you know, just to make sure we could eat. And Bisquick is one of those things that was always in the kitchen because Bisquick makes really delicious pancakes for people that don't have time to just like source ingredients and like make this mixture and follow recipes. Like, yo, you just put it in the bowl, you put some stuff in it and you get probably some of the best pancakes that you'll ever have in your life. You know what I mean? And I got excited because I knew for a fact, and, and Chris texted me about this. My mom made these pineapple empanadas that were that these pastelitos. They were the best treat she, she baked for us. I mean, when she made them, I'd be like, yo, Ma, like, me and my brother, like, yo, Ma's making pastelitos. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I knew for a fact the recipe had Bisquick. It had Crisco shortening. Uh, and I know it was filled with like uh, Smucker's pineapple jam. But the, the problem is I, don't, I didn't know the process and she couldn't find the recipe. And so sadly, I was not able to submit that because I didn't want to make a fake version of it and it be terrible. And then my mom's recipe gets known as a terrible recipe. So that's why we got sausage cheese balls instead. Hey, hey Chris, is is this an <laughs> example of Brian gaslighting himself? <laughs> yeah, man, 100%. He's I gaslighting mean, like, Ann. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's like the Matrix. It's like, they just planted in the story. Like, you're a, you're a fucking robot, Brian. And <laughs> this is more like Blade Runner. And... This is how yes. we know you're a robot. <laughs> you just told the world that you are not a human being because everybody else that's a sentient human being knows that that's the story where you, if you tell that story, the pineapple empanada, we now know you are an artificial human being. <laughs> he's uh, he's like Wanda and Vision trying to remember yeah. their life before being in West. I mean, it's like, I just fell for the oldest trap in the book for telling if someone's a human, like a, a, a replicant. This guy just gave us the old pineapple empanada story. Uh, uh, what a surprise! It's it's, it's 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 not that I'm a replicant. <laughs> you call me a replicant, hey man. This is, this is honestly, you know, it's just that I knew that there was Bisquick in it, but my mom keeps it on this uh, magazine cutout with like a blue sharpie. It's like this. We old already know that story. We all have that same story. We have it written out. You're telling us exactly line by line what we know you're going to say. So then, how am I a replicant? How am I, how are you not a replicant too? Because we are actually co <laughs> cognizant and conscious of this story. Yeah, man. Produce the produce the long form empanada recipe, and then we'll believe you. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, 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 long form. Uh, 
<laughs> Let's not talk about long form. Uh, we all know that's controversial. Well, we just took this podcast into a wholly different direction. It's all worth it. People are like, what the fuck just is, what are you guys talking about? Um, well, so let's get into the uh, the recipes we brought here. No, no, hold on. What's the history of Bisquick, bro? Oh, you want to hear the history of Bisquick? Yeah, okay. of course. Bisquick, Bisquick was invented uh, by a employee of General Mills who, when taking a train ride, uh, I think in the 40s, something like that, was was sort of uh, amazed at the quality of the 30s, I think, uh, was amazed by the quality of biscuits that uh, he was getting on this train. And he asked the dining car chef, how do you, hey, how do you make these biscuits so so well every day? And it was a revelation that the chef on the train had a pre-mix of flour and uh, uh, baking powder, salt, whatever, lard, like had a pre-mix of baking, um, of biscuit, biscuit, whoa, my replicant brain just broke, uh, biscuit mix. And so General Mills was like, holy shit, this is brilliant. There's like, you can just make a fucking mix for biscuits and they like, uh, fast tracked Bisquick onto the market, and uh, that's where Bisquick comes from. And General Mills made all of its fortune by selling pineapple empanadas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. And, and if you look at the back of every Bisquick box, there's a, there's a story about a young boy named Brian that so, made pineapple empanadas. Hey, listen, so listen, if, 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 if we could get that recipe actual on boxes of Bisquick in the future, I mean, I think that'd be a win. Right, I, so, be, Brian, is your father's win. name Chepetto? No, he's not. <laughs> so, so it's, not, it's not Geppetto, I, man. I will agree. Well, first of all, you guys were both excited about Bisquick. I, Cause, I, cause, hold on, hold on. You know why? <laughs> Brian said it. Bisquick pancakes are fucking outrageous. Good. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. Yes. They're so, so, so good. That's it. You don't have to make any other. Just make, you know. If I was going to make biscuit pancakes, you know, it dawned on me, Brian, just make it with buttermilk yeah, instead of milk. Buttermilk. It'd be yeah, so good. I've never even done that. I'll probably I've do done that. that. I've, I've done that many times. Now, I haven't done it recently, but I will be doing... Let me tell you, I just moved into this place and I've got like containers, right, for my baking, like flour, whole wheat. But there is a, con- a new container for biscuit. <laughs> I, I, I have a container now under my booze work table labeled biscuit. So like you ain't got to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be making all kind of buttermilk pancakes. Hey, actually, let me, let me ask you that actually, Brian, do you have any sort of pre-mix as a baker? Would you, do you fuck with like a pre-mix? Like I make biscuits every single day. So I'm going to mix. I know I need this ratio um, of flour or whatever. Yeah, not, not really. There's been times when I was like uh, an actual, <laughs> an actual baker, like running bakeries <laughs> or opening up bakeries, whatever. Um, keeping a mixture of, like a 50-50 of whole wheat and rye or like a 50-50 of whole wheat and AP. You know, if you want to make like a 50% whole wheat bread, you just do that. But at anything outside of that, uh, because I don't really bake with baking soda or baking powder uh, often, um, it's usually well, just flour. Well, well, tell the world, Brian, why is that? Uh, does the world want to know the honest truth? Yes, I, just, I, I want the honest truth. I want people to know how weak sauce they are. So just tell everybody. I, don't, I, I just, I just, I just don't play with baked goods that require those ingredients. Why not? I mean, I, 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 I just why not? Think, why not? I just, I, let the world I think know weak. how inadequate they are. I, Thank you. I think, I think cupcakes are weak. I think cakes are weak. I think you know, what I'm, like you know what I'm saying. Like when people are like yo, like I'm, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm making a cake. The cake recipe got 17 ingredients and like one-fourth cup of this and half teaspoon of baking soda and half teaspoon of baking powder. And then, you know, I'm just like, listen, man, then you got to mix the dry. 
You want to make them things? Listen, I'll separate the dry with the dry and the wet with the wet and then mix them together and then bake them for 45 minutes and all that kind of thing. I'll, I'll roll with it, but I don't play with those ingredients. You know what I'm saying? Just straight up. They're weak. Brian Brian Ford is telling you, cake boss, buddy, <laughs> your cakes and your whole baking skills are weak like clock radio speakers, buddy. That's what he just said to you. You are weak sauce. And guess Listen. what? I, I'm okay being called weak sauce. I I need I need baking powder and baking soda. I can't cook. I can't bake without it. I can barely bake with it. You need professional help for baking. Yeah, like that's yeah. what you need. You don't just need baking sauce and baking soda. You need you need you need New World sourdough. No, I I need like a I need like an air pump to Listen, inflate I'm, my shit. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Does Tom Brady kick field goals? No, he doesn't. But he might be able to. <laughs> I mean, I would. I just I would compared you to a field goal kicker, dude. I, hey, I can kick a mean field goal. But to answer your question, though, Chris, um, I just the type of baking that I do, I don't find uh, unless you count the sourdough starter as a as a pre mix, which it kind of is. It's a pre ferment. Um, you could consider that as like a, a little base for the final mix. But no, I don't really keep pre. It's a good idea though. A little artisan Brian branded cupcake. You know I'm just saying, saying dude, I'm trying to throw some business ideas your way. And you're but just... baking powder and baking soda are not needed if you can bake in a more pure way, basically. Well, I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, you know, if 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 you make a biscuit, I make like a sourdough biscuit. But to be honest, like the, the biscuit that I want to eat probably has baking soda and baking powder in it. Can, can I add for those that are people that are considered foodies and they're just like, ugh. Bisquick is so lowbrow or whatever. It's like you probably buy some version of this that just says it's organic and it's in like a Whole Foods box or whatever, whatever. Like Bisquick is just the OG in the the pre-mix. Hey, watch out with Hungry Jack. Watch out with Hungry Jack, though. Watch out with Hungry Jack. But anyway. (laughs) Well, so I was going to say you guys were both pretty excited when the wheel hit Bisquick. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm excited, too. But the truth is like. I, I don't think I've ever really used Bisquick. I, mean, my, I definitely ate Bisquick pancakes, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool too. I, I love Bisquick. Uh, but the truth is like, I'm a Bisquick virgin over here. And uh, I was just trying to keep up with the cool kids. Has anyone made pan- uh, biscuits with Bisquick? That I've never done. Um, I don't think I've ever done it either. I mean, I think that you're probably still going to have to roll it out, sheet it with butter. You have no, to. There's I, no, no way. I, 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 well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Bisquick, we're going to have to go on Bisquick.com and see what their biscuit recipe looks like, but I, I have no idea. But when none of us chose biscuits. We chose three different ones. And Ying, what were they? Uh, yeah. So Dave Chang <laughs> chose a potato gnocchi recipe via the Daily Meal. Two um, Daily Mail recipes. Which was also the source of... Brian's recipe, the daily meal. I mean, like, are you guys fighting over the daily meal? No, what the I fuck feel is the like daily he, meal? I feel like he saw my recipe and then he hadn't submitted one yet, and then just clicked to the next recipe. I think <laughs> Dave Chang. If I can, if I can try to uh, Sherlock this, let me go into my mind palace. I think Dave Chang typed uh, Bisquick Gnocchi into his search bar and clicked the first result. Is that right or wrong, Dave? It was the only result. <laughs> uh, Brian, also from the Daily Meal, meal, meal brought meal. Uh, from the Daily Meal, not the Daily Mail, uh, brought sausage cheese balls, courtesy of Betty Crocker, as posted on the Daily Meal. Ooh, and Betty. I brought a uh, Bisquick Okonomiyaki recipe via me. Um, who wants to Did you make go- it up? Was that your own recipe? Yeah, that's from my, I cribbed it from my Gaijin cookbook and just changed it around for economy or for Bisquick. Yeah. For real? Oh, did, did you ask I, Ivan Orkin? 
bro, why do I have to ask my co-author for permission to encrypt my own oh, recipe? Oh, Ivan Orkin, you know what that just said? <laughs> Fuck you, Ivan Orkin. That's what Chris had just said. I'll say it to, I, I say it to Ivan on a bi-weekly basis. It's fine. Uh, does anybody want to go first? I think we should start with Brian's because I have an airing of grievances for Brian. Oh, man. Frankly. Oh, man. Let me tell you something right now. First of all, sausage cheese balls. All right? Sausage cheese balls. A couple different Bisquick sausage cheese ball recipes came up. Um, they all look pretty mediocre. So I chose the first one, which was, uh, what was the daily, daily mail? What was it called? Daily meal. But whoa, 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 back up. Did you, were you out on the hunt for sausage cheese balls specifically? So yes, because here's, here's how it went. Like Google search, unique Bisquick recipes, right? I start with some dumb stuff like that. (laughs) Then I see a number of like dumplings or, uh, uh, chicken pot pie, or, you know, I seen, I seen a few things. And then I saw a couple of sausage cheese. I seen two sausage cheese ball ones. So then I upgraded my Google search. I did uh, Bisquick sausage cheese ball recipes. And a lot of them came up. And I was like, this, if this many people are using Bisquick to make sausage cheese balls, they got to be good. It's got to be, it's, it, you know, it's pork, cheese, and Bisquick. So like, you know, in ball format, baked, why wouldn't it be good? Um, <laughs> so I went with that one. I, I pulled up to New Orleans the other day, went to the grocery store, found some uh, Cajun spiced green onion pork sausage ground. Ooh. Smells super good. You know what I'm saying? Your boys down here know how to spice it up. So I, maybe that was cheating, but you know, uh, it is what it is. Um, some basic cheddar cheese. So basically what it is, is you put uh, pork sausage, Bisquick, Parmesan cheese, shredded cheddar cheese, I hate dried rosemary so much, so I admitted it, omitted so it. I can't, I can't. And if, and if you give me fresh rosemary, please mince it to, to, the, to the finest abilities possible. <laughs> I hate, I hate when rosemary. Can we talk about rosemary a little bit? Yeah, Brian? we really, we really should. I mean, we really should. Rosemary is like ridiculous. I just like, don't, I don't play with dried rosemary. Just, just don't put it in my food. And so. even fresh rosemary. Very strong. So strong. It is so strong. strong. It is strong. But what I don't like about fresh rosemary is when it's literally just like they pick the leaf off the uh, off the plant and just like put it on. I'm like, listen, I don't want to eat this this like long, weird textured uh, herb right now. So like I said, I like it very, very, very minced if you're going to use fresh rosemary. But please pass on the dried rosemary. So I, so I didn't put it into the mix. I could see the sausage cheese ball bite and then getting like eight rosemary bites within that bite and being very frustrated so that's why, so that's why i admitted that so you mix all these things together you get this uh nice uh you know almost, almost like a meatball situation you roll them up nice? huh? is it nice is the mixture nice listen is it nice listen i think the mixture is super nice what's what's mm, what's mean what's what's not nice about it and you go carry on and then i'll do my list of grievances L- listen you're first of all First of all, the fact that you have a whole list of grievances on some sausage cheese balls. Come on, son. All right. Let's how, just, how many, let, how many, let me, you know? let me, let me, let me do my grievances then. Do it. Num- number one, my, my, my number one grievance. I see, which you, you, looking, alluded to, I see you looking like super intellectual right now too. Which you, which you alluded to earlier was that I was promised fucking pineapple pastelitos. I was oh, promised no, pineapple no, 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 no. And then what should show up in my inbox but sausage cheese balls. Oh, and oh, that oh. is grievance number one. Listen, listen. And if you, if you don't mind me having a rebuttal here, uh, I, chose to pr- I chose to protect my mother's integrity by not creating a fake version of that recipe. So I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I can say about that. 
All I'm saying is I was I was pumped for pineapple empanadas, and then the rug was pulled out from under me. <laughs> Number two, I thought that making these make making the mixture was so gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so it's three cups of bisquick mix on this recipe and then a pound of sausage and basically the only liquid is a half cup of milk and mm. I, have you guys ever done the saltine challenge where you're supposed to try to eat and dave's gonna be like that's not even a challenge but six saltines in a minute and it's you can't supposed to be six, physically that, impossible that, is, because it just dries your mouth out so much mm-hmm that's what I felt like I was doing mixing this. I felt like I was trying to grind saltines into my wet sausage I mouth. I didn't have that kind of issue, man. You might have something wrong with your measuring cup. Number <laughs> <laughs> Grievance number three was I was mad at the, so mad at these sausage balls for the previous two reasons, all the way until the moment I put it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. God I was about to say, because if you about to sit here and tell me that wasn't absolutely delicious, uh, I was about to say, you God tripping. damn you. you but first of all, grievances number one and two, Chris, are personal. And we don't need to bring our personal problems into Recipe Club. All right. We need to stick to strictly business. Uh, gre- grievance number three, you're basically saying that uh, you're mad that it was delicious. So you you had no grievances is what I'm hearing. No, I um, I say this in the most complimentary way. Uh, this these sausage cheese balls are literally the lowest common denominator between fat, meat, starch, and cheese. It's literally the lowest common denominator. When you try to when you try to figure out how to combine all those things in the in the simplest possible way, the lowest common denominator is mash them all up into a ball and throw them into your toaster oven. Like that's what these. I are. mean, but but what's more like what's more delicious than just mashing things up and cooking them? I was concerned while they baked. I saw the bake time. I was like, this is a raw pork. You know, twenty minutes. I was like, man, it might need to go a little bit longer. And after like ten minutes, I looked in the oven and like nothing was happening. And I was like, oh, shit, like this is about to be like some straight up raw like pork situation. Yeah, it looks gnarly. It looks... But I don't know if y'all notice around minute. 18, 19, all the cheddar cheese just like started oozing out of the sausage balls and then solidified into like a cheesy, into like a cheesy coat. Yeah. A cheesy coat. It did ask for a shit ton of cheese. It did. It's a lot of cheese. I think it's what? Four cup? cups. Four cups. Four, Four cups. cups. That's two bag, two bags. Like if you buy shredded cheese bags, mm-hmm. that's two bags of that. See, I also tried to do the math on that and clearly I didn't add enough cheese. I only did. About 1.5 bags of cheese. So you didn't get the cheese coat? I got the cheese coat because I just dumped it all in. I was like, that's a lot of fucking cheese, man. There was, (laughs) and I was like, if I need to add like basically a third of a cup more, I was like, that's overkill. I do not think you need to, first of all, I do not think you need to add all that cheese. I think you might be good with just literally one bag, truly, because it's so much cheese. Not that it's a bad thing. I just think that two bags is a lot. And Bags of cheese are not necessarily cheap. They're like five forty nine, six bucks, mm-hmm. right? So that's twelve, basically ten to twelve bucks <laughs> a shredded cheddar potentially going into this thing. I, I think that is one grievance that, that there were entirely too many sausage cheese balls. I mean, like that yeah. was way too many. You could easily way do this many. recipe with one cup of bisquick, half this a is cup a of cheese. Recipe for twelve servings, not even twelve <laughs> yeah. servings. 30, it, it will feed 12 people over two days. 
Yeah, <laughs> I have I have them frozen in Ziploc bags now. You can you can literally cut this by um, a fourth, just if a you fourth. Even want. And I think that would be completely reasonable. And I would also say, if once you mix it all together, one inch balls are too big. I think you go half inch because they're going to expand. Yes. and that's what I didn't anticipate because yes. I try to jam them all in on one uh, toaster oven convection thing, and it turned into basically a, a giant biscotti like meatball. <laughs> You know, because I think that you should probably make them into a half an inch, like like a ping pong ball, maybe even less than a ping pong ball. But you just space them out. I think what what maybe what happens is you, you get into the groove and you get this, like I said, this kind of meatball consistency and you forget about the fact that Bisquick has leavening agents in it. So yeah. maybe, you know, keep in mind that it's basically going to turn into a sausage biscuit. This is, this is a built in. Look, if you like sausage, cheese, biscuits, this is already built in sausage, cheese into the biscuit. That's basically what turned into like, because my balls are kind of big. They just turned into like biscuits. They turned into like ball biscuits with sausage, cheese. So the leavening power of Bisquick reared it really, its head. It does, it does expand quite a bit. It does. I, I looked at the time uh, of cooking. It said, what, 25 minutes? I was like, you know, mine were big. I'm, I, I'll be honest. The balls that I made were more, um, how should I say? Uh, mandarin oranges. They're a little little big. So I was worried that the 25 minutes wasn't going to cook through all, all in. And can I say too, so I, to, if you have sausage, it says crumbled sausage. I think that's an ingredient that is not always easy for people to find. Almost very, very few supermarkets have loose sausage, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So uh, I disagree. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you can I, find it. You can't. Maybe only nice r- markets have bulk sausage in the butcher's aisle, mm-hmm. but you can buy a fucking log of Jimmy Dean at any sausage any any market you go to, just like in the like bulk, gross log of sausage. And I used breakfast sausage, which I was very happy. I, with. I bought hot Italian links, and I had to squeeze it out of the. <laughs> That's two the weeks shell. in a row that you had a detailed <laughs> sausage for this artificial intestine pseudo condom. <laughs> yeah that's so nasty (laughs) yeah i mean it was gross and that 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 in and of itself because it's a lot of sausage this has for one pound of sausage it's a a pound of sausage and three cups of bisquick mix this is yeah it's 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 a a lot and to squeeze all of that out was just like made me like i don't i don't want to make this and then there's just something about the mixing of it that was highly if it didn't have the cheese in it, I think it would have felt like just making a meatball, but all of the cheese made it feel like vomit <laughs> or something. I just, it was gross. What did you guys agree with mixing it with your hands? I, I mixed it with my hands. This you is what to. I said. This is what I'm saying. I thought mixing it was fucking horrible. It's one of the most yeah, horrible you didn't things say my hands that. Like, I, got a, I got a grievance number two. I don't think, okay. listen, man, y'all talking about, come on, Dave, professional chef, man. It's just mixing a little meat mixture, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes no, 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 again, no. That, this some, ain't no some, meat mixture. This, this, this is little, three cups of flour, this, 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 four cups of cheese. This is a little pound of sausage with a little flour, a little cheese, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, th- I felt very comfortable. I was, I was in my, I was like in my own skin here, just rolling up the little sausage balls. Maybe it's because I'm from the south, and you know, I was like, you know, it is what it is. We're just making some sausage balls, like you know, like. I'll give everybody a tip though. When it's done, 25 minutes is about right. But on the last five minutes, I started to crank up the heat. Mm. Because something magical does happen, like the, all the four cups of cheese starts to just like expand and just 
gush out. It just busted out. And then <laughs> and then they get introduced to the heat and it's like a volcano that starts to like go into the water and it just like stops, right? So that's what it was like. All of this cheese bursting out of this Bisquick ball and then like curdling up outside. So it's like, that's like the best kind of like pizza cheese. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, this is going to be potentially really good. So I cranked it up to 450, then to 500. And then I Ooh. broiled it for about 30 seconds, 45 seconds to make them super, super crispy up top and on the bottom. Because I saw that there's so much cheese in it that it starts to like make like Parmesan like crisp on the bottom as well. Mm, yep, 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 yep. You're right so, about that. So mine almost looked like a like a macro like a like a like a coconut macaroon type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Bali, but all the cheese started to like crust on the bottom, and uh, I was like, God damn it, this might be really good. <laughs> this might be really fucking good. <laughs> and sure enough, I put one in right out of the oven, right into my mouth. <laughs> and it was worth burning the hell out of my mouth. <laughs> it was it was worth burning the hell out of my mouth. And then I even the recipe even does one more solid. Again, I do not think you need to add parsley. I definitely don't think you need to add the 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 dried rosemary specifically, but because if you're adding sausage, that herbaceousness, whatever's in there, will all the spices will help. And you don't have to add any salt because as another thing, don't add any salt because you have the sausage. I was a little dubious of the barbecue ad mm. until I used barbecue sauce as a dipping sauce. I said, this is, this is fucking good. This is fucking good. Yeah. Well, you guys, so you did barbecue. What did you do, Brian? I, I actually, I, I didn't use barbecue sauce. Uh, I used, I made a hot honey. Uh, Cause I just literally oh. forgot about the sauce. I don't even know if I, what I made is a hot honey. I'm, I, I just think it's hot honey. I just heated up some honey and put some hot sauce in it and mix it up. And uh, that's what I used to dip it into. It was pretty I think good. That, I think that's a hot honey. Uh, yeah, because like you know that honey honey on a sausage biscuit situation yeah. like that that is favorable. So it was very very good. So this is what this is actually why I liked this recipe the most. Um, first of all, mine looked like if you were stuck on a desert island and you try to make a golf ball out of shit you found. Like that's what my little <laughs> stupid sausage balls look like. But the reason why I like them, I dipped them in fucking everything. I put them into. I had mm. som sauce. I put them in there. I ate them with kimchi. Also good. I ate them with bulldog sauce. I ate it with, we had some tomb, you know, like the Levantine garlic sauce. Fucking good. I ate it with, uh, my wife had made some <laughs> mixed sour cream and Parmesan and savory salt together. <laughs> For some Ooh. reason she had made that. It was good too. It was like, that was, it was like, uh, if you go to like Williams Sonoma and they're like, taste all of these different olive oils with these pieces of bread. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was just like, they should just serve these stupid sausage cheddar balls and you can dip them with all that. You can try all the different sauces. It was like a universal sauce recipient. It was like a they were negative. Good. They were good. They were good. They were not pleasant to make whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it was um, nasty. It was, it was, I felt a little bit like Andy and Shawshank Redemption having to go through four miles of shit. But I got to the other side. I was like, well, that was worth it. That was pretty good. Yeah, they looked like pre-chewed food at the end, too. Uh, let's move on to another recipe. Let's do Dave's. Dave, you want to go? You want to do your... Uh, yeah, well, okay, let me let me back this up. I, I, I really wanted to win this, so I wanted to come at it in a different angle. And I was like, I really spent time, because I think I was the last person to come up with the recipe. And as I'm taking Recipe Club even more seriously than ever... Because I want to win now, because I've already ruined my zero win streak. I've won too many to to look back now. Um, 
I thought gnocchi would be good because I've made a lot of gnocchi in my day. And I used to work for Marco Canora. And at Kraft, I was responsible for helping him make gnocchi or at least finishing it or getting all the ingredients, making it, and then like him overseeing it and then being like, okay, Dave's not going to fuck it up. I'll do something else. And I, it was very important because if I made bad gnocchi or the potatoes were wrong, it was bad service for everybody because Marco took the gnocchi as a sign that everything was right. So I've learned a lot about gnocchi over the years, especially the Marcos. And flour is something that you want to add very little. So long story cut short, as I was going through all of these recipes, I had that bright idea, like, why don't I just try to make gnocchi? Because nobody makes gnocchi out of Bisquick. And that's why there's one recipe out of the 2.5 million, I think. And I was happy that it had instant potatoes. I think an underrated ingredient across the board, and maybe we'll wind up on the wheel of death. And I would say that having made it, it was a, I think it would be way better without Bisquick. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think you need Bisquick as a gnocchi mixture because you don't need to expand it. Oof. So I'll just tell you, I'm glad. This is why I'm glad we do Recipe Club. You, you can get some really, really good ideas. And I'm serious. No, no full stop. I'm really glad I chose this recipe because I promise you I'm going to work on this. And I think I can make a best-in-class gnocchi that's no joke with the instant potatoes. Because the goal with gnocchi is to use as little flour as possible, mm-hmm. right? You almost want to make just use potato and make it like a just p- dried potato. That would be the most ideal thing. I think there's enough moisture from potatoes to mix it in, you know, mill the potatoes, dry it out. And a lot of it is starchy. You want the starchiest potatoes as possible. So if you just add milled hot potatoes with instant potato mix, that's enough moisture to mix in with the instant potatoes to make like a really, really nice gnocchi mix. But that's not the recipe we're talking about because I don't think anybody should make this recipe, which is why I'm trying to (laughs) convince you guys on a different recipe (laughs) because this recipe is garbage. It's full stop garbage. Um, And I mean that it is is a really, really bad recipe. The garlic, garlic powder is terrible. It is really unnecessary. And it's just like, use some pasta sauce. It's like, okay, they could at least put in, just make like a butter sauce with Parmesan and you're good. That's what you should be eating it with, in my opinion. And because of the expanding properties of Bisquick, this mm-hmm. makes a terrible, terrible, terrible flour for gnocchi. You know, like if I was going to make ricotta, like dumplings, I actually think that this might be a good thing because it might make it more fluffy, more arable. So right. there, I got two ideas out of this. If I'm making ricotta gnocchi, right? Like ricotta dumplings. I actually might try it with like a, a leaven flour, or I do think you can make an incredible gnocchi with instant potatoes. I do not think of all the millions of ways you can cook with Bisquick, that gnocchi <laughs> should be used at all. And I'm glad that I made this blunder. So you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> He's serving the people by picking that recipe. <laughs> yeah. I was confused about the, because like you said, Dave, in, in a regular gnocchi, it's just flour and egg and potato. There's no leavening agent. And when you put these in water, they like puff up like those little inflatable toys. You know, like you put like a little tiny pill and it turns into mm. a dinosaur or whatever. Mm. They like puff up and float. So, I mean, the truth is my my family ate these. They were fine. <laughs> but fine, it's just like. But you don't need. I'll tell you, you, you should make this with instant potatoes. Well, let me ask you about that. Because I at the risk of uh, inciting your ire, like don't. 
the instant potatoes have a weird taste to you? Do they not have like that weird, funky, uh, kind of like acrid taste? Am I the only yeah, one but, but, feels but that way? Yeah, but aren't you talking about mixing it with real potato too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. I, instant potatoes, I got the ones from Whole Foods that was organic and then and, and I and when I use them, I was like, these smell just like them old regular box ones, man, coming out here organic <laughs> and all that. You know what I'm saying? They smell just like the regular instant potato flakes, hungry jack, or whatever it's called, uh brand. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know, I've been I've been testing a uh like you know, people always like, yo, Brian, make sourdough discard recipes, right? So I test things. I've te- <laughs> I've I've tested gnocchi. There's a reason there's not a sourdough discard gnocchi on my blog yet, because the, in the few times I've tested it, I noticed that the expansion is completely like it just it does not work. And that's with sourdough, like dead sourdough. So when I bisquick with like these like strong, potent leavening agents, um, my first batch was <laughs> My first batch turned into what looked like, um, I don't know, ravi- like really big ravioli. Uh, they just like, yeah. so I rolled them out very, very, like very, very thin. I did the little thing on the fork, you know, to, 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 to create the little texture. Those came out okay. And then ultimately I made some very thin ones and I didn't do the fork situation. I just like put them into the water. And again, they came out okay. Like you just have to make them very, 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 very thin. small. You don't need to do the fork. I don't even know. I've never seen that shape in Italy really in my life for gnocchi. So I don't even know how that sort of became a thing. I mean, I, I know, but I just don't do it. I think it's unnecessary. You, you could just use the back of a paring knife or a, a bench scraper to just chop it off into shapes. Uh, I could talk about gnocchi for a while, but I agree with you, man. Like when you put it in for the first time, I wasn't expecting it to be like one of those sponge monsters that <laughs> expand in water. And that's what happens. Yeah. If anybody makes this, we're telling you, do not make this recipe. I'm not saying don't make gnocchi. Making gnocchi is great. And it's one of the very few Italian pasta type things. I think you can make at home as good at the restaurants, but you should just make it with regular. I'm gonna flour. put on my blog. I'm gonna put on my blog sourdough discard bisquick gnocchi, and I'm gonna tag all y'all fam. And them them mugs gonna be delicious. That's what's about to happen next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Oh, that's how, that's man. how it's just gonna troll, go trolling down. me. Trolling that's, me. No, that's not troll, man. That's what people want. People want bisquick discard sourdough, all that junk. I'm gonna make <laughs> it happen, Captain. You know what I'm saying? That's it. No, I don't really know. Uh, the <laughs> last <laughs> recipe is uh, Bisquick Okonomiyaki, which is mm. basically the recipe that Ivan Orkin and I put into mm. our Gaijin cookbook. But I just, all I did, I had I didn't cook it until yesterday. I sent these guys the recipe uh, maybe a week and a half ago. I just omitted, I just pulled the flour and the baking powder out of our original recipe and replaced it with Bisquick. And it's Bisquick, sugar, salt, egg, cabbage and bacon and that's the whole okonomiyaki you basically like uh fry your bacon fry three strips of bacon put this batter of cabbage and bisquick on top and fry it on both sides and then dress it with uh traditional okonomiyaki toppings kewpie bulldog sauce seaweed kasuobushi maybe some scallions I was, I, like I said, I sent it to them before I tried it. I made it last night. I was pretty happy with it. My family liked it a lot. I think uh, the one thing I would say making this, <laughs> I actually think I could streamline this recipe even further. And I would cut out the sugar, salt, and oil in the batter because all of that shit is already in Bisquick. And you could really have a four ingredient recipe of just Bisquick egg, cabbage, and well, pork. Well, if Chris, you want let it. me tell you what, I streamlined it. 
and it works. <laughs> okay. You did it with you did it without any of those other without the sugar, salt, and oil. Basically, because I saw that, I was like, "That's stupid." <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I saw that. I was like, "Well, that's stupid. You, you don't need to." I want. I actually wanted the the. I wanted it to be a little bit sweeter. To be honest, I thought I felt like the the bacon and the cabbage were delicious, but it kind of took away. I like that kind of sweet savory combination when I'm eating stuff like this. So I was like, oh man, could have been, I would have put a little bit more sugar up in that thing. Well, I, I will, I'll be honest. I, 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 I used agave instead of it. And I did when I tasted the batter raw. And then I, I was like, I added everything. I just took out the salt because it's going to have the sauce. It's going to have a lot of different sauce on it on top. You slather it on and then you're going to top it with some katsubushi and the bacon sheets of bacon. I was like, that's going to be too much salt. So I don't think you need to. You can, but you definitely don't need it. One thing you can definitely omit is the oil. I don't think you need the oil whatsoever. Mm, yeah, I didn't put oil in it. I didn't put no oil in it. For sure. What did you top yours with, Brian? So I couldn't find any of those beautiful uh, toppings that were listed because I did that. I did this junk today. You know what I'm saying? I went <laughs> quick. <laughs> and I found this kimchi hot sauce, though. And let me tell you something right now. The kimchi hot sauce went savage on this thing. <laughs> it went absolutely savage on this thing. Um, I'm a big fan of cabbage. I'm a big fan of bacon. And I'm a big fan of bisquick. And I'm a big fan of hot sauce and kimchi. So I can say that it was a very, very fulfilling endeavor that occurred. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing I would say about your your sugar addition is like, I, I totally hear you, but like the, the the bulldog sauce on top is like that sweet, salty thing going right, on. It's like, right, barbecue, right, it's like right. you know, Japanese barbecue sauce. So I hear you like, I think it's supposed to have that sweetness. If you, you guys should make this recipe. And if you don't have bulldog sauce, it's one of the easiest sauces to make, in my opinion. You need ketchup, Heinz 57. You need um, oyster sauce. You need, oh, and you need Worcestershire. Oyster. So what about for the allergen? What can I? I replace it with hoisin sauce. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I yeah, make I a dash that. of fish sauce instead. Yeah, that's a great. That's 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 that's, that's exactly. And then I would I would profile. add, and then I again like I cook with agave always now uh, instead of sugar. I don't know why anybody would just add straight sugar if you're not going to heat it up or mm. let it like dissolve. So agave. So that's how I do. Is agave heavy on the Worcestershire oyster sauce and ketchup. And and if it's not acidic enough, I add some rice wine vinegar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I have never I've never made it from scratch, but that sounds exactly like that tangy, super savory. Like that sounds amazing. And I didn't have QP mayonnaise, what? weirdly enough, because I'm ran, I ran out. And guess what? When I went to Age Mart, it was all fucking gone. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, "What? This is a pot. This is the sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> this is truly the end." Now we're gonna finally hit the end. So I had to buy regular mayonnaise and whip in MSG and add some rice wine vinegar and thinned it out so i was able to get it something close to qp because listen it is clearly the best mayonnaise out there <laughs> don't even yeah. at me there's there's only one <laughs> there's no other mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. don't tell me oh but dukes dukes man no 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 just shut the fuck up it's, 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 it's qp <laughs> <laughs> uh so i i was um I was pretty happy with how this turned out. I don't know. It was it's it's funny because like both in, in your recipe chain and this one, Bisquick is amazing because like basically no matter what you do to it, uh it still comes out kind of like a Bisquick pancake. <laughs> like yeah. the texture of the gnocchi was a little bit like a Bisquick pancake. This is a Bisquick <laughs> pancake. Uh I was happy though. Uh, like, I, really I, I disagree. I didn't actually follow the the recipe per se, because I've made Okonomiyaki a bunch and I don't know exactly what your batter looked like. Was yours mostly cabbage? Did it feel like there wasn't enough batter in yours? Mine kind of was, but not in a bad way. Like mine was basically chiffonade of cabbage with a heavy dressing 
of pan of Bisquick mix. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you guys was was that's the ratio probably yours? where you want to yeah. be? You probably want to be closer to that. And actually, you so you chiffonade it instead of shredding it. Like you you chiffonade by by hand. Right? I, I, I only know how to chiffonade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. Mine was like a. A rough chiffonade, right? It was. No, it but I think super... that's like that was my complaint actually, because I I I was in a super rush and just shredded this on like a box grater Same. and made it. And I think that Come yours, on, guys. Chang... I mean, it's called knife skills. I mean, I mean, Brian, you, you are you are a baker, so I, I could give you a pass. But yeah, you that's, come on, you, you, <laughs> ain't never, you ain't never gonna see me post nothing where I'm cutting with a knife, son. I bet yours was closer, Ching, to to the right texture. Can, can, I, can I tell you then, if you're at home, try to make this, and I th I do think you should. You should mm -hmm. buy the shredded cabbage coleslaw mix in the supermarket mm, yeah. that's pre-cut, and one bag should be plenty. And I could see if you make this recipe, I have no idea, but just hearing you two guys, where it was more pancakey than not. Again, it should look like a lightly dressed or a medium dressed coleslaw with mayonnaise. You know what mm. I mean? It's covering it. That's the kind of batter that I had. Yours was more of like a cereal type of thing. Well, it was just because like the, yeah, I, I agree with you. And actually like it's, it's, just because I think the chiffonade cabbage probably does a better job. Um, but like how much was the ratio? Was it like, cause I didn't follow it exactly. I just added, it just didn't seem right to me. So I added a lot more cabbage. Mine felt chunky. I, I added the full amount of cabbage and it felt a little bit chunky. It like, okay. it wasn't runny. It felt like it was a batter coating cabbage. Situation. Okay. I went under on cabbage actually, cause I ran out of cabbage. So oh. mine was, <laughs> was, was more pancakey than it should have been. But what does your end result turn out? Chang? It was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I I'm not saying this because I like I want it to be good. It was it was really it, it was really good. Did anyone use pork belly or did we all use bacon? All use bacon. So I made two. I made two actually. And the the nice thing the the nice thing about my version that was more pancakey was I made with one with no bacon, no sauce, just the the batter and the cabbage as like a thing that I could feed my one year old. And like a little cabbage fucking pancake, he just gobbled that mm. thing right down. Mm. So it was it was great in that sense. But the nice thing I will say about Recipe Club is that like these recipes are fluid, and I've never understood why recipes that get posted online don't get changed all the time. I thought it was awesome. I think really, I I thought it was the one that my family liked the most by far of mm -hmm. the three. It's a delicious recipe. I'm just saying like it could have been. I don't think you can just translate bis bisquick is just not flour. But, it's just but, something but, completely but, different. But but don't you think this that that makes the conversation more theoretical now? Because it's like <laughs> if if we're gonna take that approach, then we sh like you know sh we shouldn't use ingredients to make things that shouldn't be made with those ingredients. I feel like it's like because we're using bisquick because it was made with bisquick. You kind of have to just like accept that at the baseline. Like this was made with bisquick. Well, would you make this again, Yang, with bisquick or regular flour? I would if I would make this again without sugar, salt, or vegetable oil because it would just minimize all. If, if I was like in a vacation house somewhere, yeah. But would you be using bisquick or flour regular? in a vacation house? I would just use bisquick egg because at it home. has the leavening agent and stuff. What about at, home? at home? I have I have flour and baking powder. I'll make it with flour and baking powder. That's true. I think all the other shit in the bisquick changes it. I think you. Can, I personally would rather just use sans bisquick, just like on the gnocchi. I don't think it needs it, and mm. I think if anything, this is just. Adding to the idea that Bisquick is good for pancakes, mm -hmm. chicken dumplings, <laughs> and 
and, and waffles and probably, and probably chicken pot pie to be honest I should have done the chicken pot pie because it's basically just a biscuit on top yeah but I, I, I gotta I gotta say one thing though I I I, I, I just kind of disagree in a way. I mean, look, we're all here fortunate enough to be able to, you know, get the flowers we need and, and cook the way that we want to cook. But if someone was trying to explore making something like this and wanted to be satisfied in a way that could satisfy them, I, I, I mean, listen, I don't know much about the dish and maybe that's why this is my opinion, but it was pretty delicious to me. I mean, I, I had no idea what it was really supposed to come out like. I, I, I didn't, you know, but the texture, it was, it was basically, it was like a nice bisquick pancake essentially Bis- bisquick did a job that was satiable to me like it it was gr- it was really delicious to me so it, it's like yeah obviously you know if my man's chris ying is, is is writing a book with that recipe of course he's going to use at home he's going to be doing it a different way but for someone who's listening to recipe club and like oh man i want to try to make that and like yo why not just throw some bisquick like why not i thought you know what i'm saying i thought it was kind of banging with the, with the bisquick it was so so good, man. It was really great. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't use Bisquick again. I just... The point you're making is interesting, Dave, because I think I think that there's a... Both of you, you know, like, Brian, I, I actually take your point. If you've never done this, and if you're if, like you're in that situation like I just described, where it's like, all I have a box of Bisquick, and I've only ever made pancakes with it, but I want to try some new shit. I should try this thing. But Dave, you're, you're also right. Like, this was an experiment where I was like, I wonder if Bisquick in my okonomiyaki yeah, no, would it work. Works, but I'll be honest, I, I think you can make okonomiyaki without baking powder too and mm. any leavening agents and still mm. make it pretty good. My original, yeah, but the point is like, I think you're right that like, does Bisquick make a better okonomiyaki? No. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's of course. the point, I think. I think that's the middle. But, you but can. it shouldn't, but it shouldn't make a better one. I mean, it shouldn't necessarily make a better one. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird because logic like, puzzle. If you, if you think about the last episode I was on, we were doing graham crackers. Like I told, you know, Hey, let's fry chicken with graham crackers. Like that's, that's a different, just like, don't do that. Don't do it. If you're going to get <laughs> yeah. oil hot and make a mess <laughs> in your kitchen, don't do that. just use some all purpose flour, like literally right. don't do it. Whereas well, I feel like this, what, that's basically what I'm saying too, Brian. It's but like, I feel like it's not that extreme. I feel like this is a little bit more reasonable where it's like, Hey, you, you can use Bisquick to do this. It won't be as good, but like, it's not going to be that detrimental to you as the graham cracker fried chicken was, you know? When people are making this for the first time, I'm telling you, they should make this. It is a great recipe. It can be done, I think, a little bit. I think it's in the book, it's going to be, if you're going to make this recipe, make it out of the Ivan Ork and Chris, Chris Ying Gaijin cookbook. That's what I'm saying, right? If you're going to make this recipe, make it as from the cookbook, right? Secondly, when you're doing this, a lot of people may be like, how do I, like, that's a lot of cabbage. Is that going to like work? I think when you're making it, you actually have to sort of continue to press it down, right? To pack it in. That's going to be important. And then it's really got to be done over medium to medium low heat. um, So it doesn't burn. You want it to get Mm. nice and golden brown, but eventually it will start to saute and shrink down, which is why you want it packed. The important thing about this is it's got to be as packed as possible. It's like, Mm. it's really a cabbage cake and you want it like not dense, but you want it packed in. And once you get the color on the bottom, I don't know if the recipe there is in the cookbook. Do you tell how, do you tell everybody how to flip it over? We tell people to use a spatula. I think I didn't, I gave it a, I gave it the old college go. How do you, how do you flip it? How did you flip this? No, this cause I, I'm telling you this guys, because it's a good recipe and I'm just, give, I think that there's, once you change certain things, it really does change the recipe quite a bit. 
Brian's right, not to the extreme of the graham cracker fried chicken tenders, right? Like, <laughs> no reason to make that ever. This is no, ever, never, ever. don't ever do it. <laughs> you know, it worked, but barely. I think that when you're cooking it, it can be intimidating because it's so dense that even flipping it with a spatula may not be the best thing, in my opinion. And that, I don't know, I haven't read the recipe in your book. You have to, I think you got to put, put the plate move. Like, if you ever made a tortilla espanola, mm, yeah. like, that's what you got to do. And you got to make sure that you're getting the bottom nice and golden brown, almost to the point of burntness, not burnt, but like, you, you, that's how you know it's going to be right because at least the first bottom half of the cabbage mixture will be cooked down. And then the next tip that I have is I think you need to put a lid on it. Hmm. I think you need to put a lid on it for like five minutes to ensure that the top is sort of steamed, barely cooked through. So it's something that you can flip over a little bit better. I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. And then flip it over and then slide it back into the pan. And that's what I did. I see mm. what you're saying. I think if you put the plate on there without the lid first, it's going to be just batter. Too it's much batter-ish, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think your original point of like, you've got to cook this, uh, you, you have to cook it for a while because that cabbage, it's a pretty thick pancake and the cabbage has to cook through. And by the time it cooks through, you might burn the shit out of your bacon yeah. and your I mean, it, economy. It takes a, I think it takes more nuance than not. I think so too. I think so too. And, and I think the main takeaway is like, if you've never made this, like Brian, if you've never made this thing, you 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 kind of like Dave and I have eaten this a million times and seen it right. cooked, and right. so there's like a sort of implied knowledge in doing it. But uh, I will say the other takeaway, like I mentioned, that that was a good revelation for me. Whether or not I ever make okonomiyaki with Bisquick again, I will say that cabbage pancakes is a way of like sneaking vegetables into children. Like I'll do that again. <laughs> I'll make I'll just throw a bunch of cabbage into a Bisquick pancake. Like I'll make that for my kids. That's that's a fucking hell life yeah. Hack. Well, my takeaway is I would make this again. So there's that. I would I would make it I would make it again. Let's try to declare a winner this week, starting at the top with Brian Ford's sausage cheddar balls. How do you guys want to rate this one? You guys want to give it a thumbs up, thumbs down? What do you think? Man, I'm going thumbs up, man. It was straight up delicious. Thumb, thumbs up, but the recipe should be cut in a force. force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You really don't need to make this much. It could be way less, truly. This portion is for a tailgate. It's like if you're serving yeah. 50 people at a tailgate, make it in this proportion. But otherwise, I have so much in my fridge now. It's disgusting. Yeah. But you ain't mad, though. I'm not mad. I give it a <laughs> thumbs up. I, I, I give everything. I give the final product a thumbs up. I, I agree with Dave that making this was one of the most horrendous experiences of my life. <laughs> uh, but I give it a thumbs up. Dave's recipe for potato. It's clear thumbs gnocchi. down. Never, no, no, make it. <laughs> don't, don't make it. Don't. But you know what? I, I think if I am industrious enough, I think I will make a recipe with regular flour, instant potatoes, and uh, try that first to see that's yeah. possible. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm not aggressive that aggressive on the thumbs down. Like I ate it and it was good, but uh, just I, w I wouldn't do it again with Bisquick. This, this is this. That's one of the situations like we're talking about. Like there's, there's. Kind of no reason to to right. have Bisquick involved in making gnocchi. I see. I see what you're saying, Brian. I think uh, uh, you know uh, you're a good. You're a great lawyer. You're a great lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> you're so good that like you're helping out with a pro bono to another client. You don't even need to. And it's, yeah. You, yeah. You proved. And I'm the. I'm actually the prosecutor. I'm like, gosh, you're fucking right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. That's a thumbs down though. Just in case y'all. Uh, uh, that's a thumbs down from me on the. Potato gnocchi, Bisquick gnocchi recipe. Uh, Bisquick okonomiyaki. I like Dave said. I don't. I, I'll make this with flour and 
at home, but I give it a thumbs up as something. If if you've got Bisquick and you've trying to figure out other shit to do with it, like making a Konomiyaki in that instance, mm-hmm. I think like making this recipe is great. I think the final product, Dave's looked amazing. Mine turned out great. Brian sounds like yours was good, but it's a thumbs up for me. I yeah. am going to make these adjustments to this recipe, though. That's that's what my point was. Yang, when you made nice this, make is, is the recipe for one serving or for two servings? It's two okonomiyaki. It's two oh, okonomiyaki. Oh, it's two. I made one month. I made one, one savage one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, hey, it's yeah. a thumbs up for sure, though. Yeah. I mean, it, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I would like to learn more about it, but uh, I made that savage monster and uh, it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was in a 14 inch pan. <laughs> it was a lot. You're like, how do you fucking flip this thing? Yeah. Because plus, also, I didn't like follow the ratio. I just eyed everything. I was like, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, oh, my God. I can only imagine how big those were holy shit yeah that was pretty big so it's a thumbs up mine turned out delicious and i think that if you were going to make it with bisquick i think all the sort of variables change i really do for me i think you're right i think i think the variables change again though like my the last point i'll say one more time like it's cool to me if we make our own recipes that we can continually update them and i think it's idiotic that a recipe online would ever be static and unchangeable like that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well that brings us to a little tie. I mean, which of these which of these two recipes do you guys feel like you're more likely to make again? Sausage cheddar balls or okonomiyaki? It's okonomiyaki. And I asked my wife this too. And she's like <laughs> it's like it's a real tough thing cuz she loves the sausage ball particularly with the barbecue sauce. But I was like which one would you want to eat like all the time. And she's yeah. like, it'd be okonomiyaki with or without Bisquick. I, again, like I'm just nitpicking here because I think I had to, if we're going to come up with a winner, because I'm trying to be useful for the <laughs> audience here. <laughs> and, and I, I, and they're both actually weirdly good recipes. Both can be improved upon. I think they're just different with Bisquick. It's way easier to make Brian's I think it's easier to make brines, but I think it's disgusting in the ratios of how much food <laughs> you make. <laughs> and I probably will not make this again unless I go tailgating or something yeah. like that. Okonomiyaki, yeah. I, I probably will make some version of this three or four times a year, especially if Hugo requests it because he did smash two <laughs> pot, two slices of it. That's um, amazing. So yes, my vote goes for Chris over sauces balls. How you feel, Brian? Listen, I have to be, you know what I'm saying? Y'all already know I got to be honest and humble out here. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> as I get older, have no business eating uh, things like sausage cheddar balls. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up with you. Like, when I, like, I just, I made them. And for the past couple of days, I've been eating like a very kind of, you know, organic beef and like veggie intake trying to get, get. And so when I, <laughs> when I ate, that sausage cheese ball, it was super delicious. But about 20 minutes later, I i mean, I just like had heartburn. I mean, it's, I think for me personally, I probably will never make that again. I, I, I don't want to make anything similar to that again, just because it's just not something that I could see myself eating regularly. Um, and I do, I, I, the curiosity in me um, thinks that Chris Ying's recipe, just like when Dave couldn't say Oaxaca, I'm not going to try to say this. Uh, I believe, <laughs> I believe that, um, my vote, my vote has to go there. Um, sorry to my own recipe. Sorry to the sausage cheddar balls. I do think y'all should try it, but, um, I, I can't in good faith vote for that over 
um, you, you should make the sausage that, cheddar balls if you're under 22 years old. If you <laughs> 20, yeah, exactly. If you're under 22, knock yourself out, or if you're just like trying to tailgate. If you still your, take bong hits, <laughs> you should probably make this. Right? If you take if you bong hits, ice, you should 100 percent make this. In your three foot graphics bong, then you should definitely make <laughs> that, this. That is a really <laughs> good way to look at it. Uh, it's so fucking specific. It's amazing. Um, all right, well that brings us to the wheel here, guys. Let me yeah, share one. Screen. Congrats, I won one. Chris. I won Come one. on, man. I won one. It was, a, it was a painful. It was a painful birth, but we got there. It was a painful. <laughs> it's a painful birth. All right, we've got the wheel here, which, uh, as a reminder, has empanadas, flatbread, popcorn, jalapenos, mac and cheese, Wonder Bread, spam, frozen broccoli, meatballs, and bisquick, which is falling off. What are you gonna choose? What are you gonna choose? What are you gonna choose? I was gonna put pork ribs on here. What do you guys feel about that? Pork ribs. Give me some more suggestions if you don't feel like if you're not feeling ribs. I I feel ribs. I love pork ribs. All right, I'm putting pork ribs on. I'm going to give this one more shuffle. I'm going to predict. Let's since we've already gone and handicapped these as far as like what people want and don't want, and the and the wheels are taking. Ying, let's be honest here. Of all the wheels, this wheel is the strongest. This is the strongest fucking wheel. There's we nothing have. here yeah. that I don't like. If if that's the case, Dave, when this hits frozen broccoli, I don't want to hear a groan from you. I want to hear a woohoo when this hits Woo-hoo. frozen broccoli. No, don't worry, it's not going to land on frozen broccoli. The gods I, are with us. I I think I think it'll land on spam, and I think we'll all be happy. Oh, oh, oh shit! Flatbread. <laughs> I'm so excited mm. about this. Actually, I'm very excited. It crossed flat over bread. from pork we ribs into flatbread. We're going to lose. Hold so up, bad. but in what? In what? You talking about making a flatbread or using a already making made it, flatbread? Making, making I believe it, we're eating, we're making flatbread. Oh I, damn! If I lose this, you guys should just fire me from this. Dude, I'm at a fucking <laughs> huge disadvantage here. What's this the handicap? Be, What's the handicap here? If <sighs> I lose, you guys should literally absolutely fire me. From Can I be honest bread. with you? I think the smart money is on Brian, but. Chang is a fucking dark horse because this motherfucker knows flatbread backwards and forwards. Like I, I would Actually, not be is, mad. That is true. I've seen you on TV making flatbread, this Dave. Dude, so I'm like, not sure. Let's. He's being he's being strangely coy right now. What you're talking but this about. dude is a flatbread fucking master. This might be the episode where I convince my wife to let me buy the Rotimatic automatic roti maker machine. But um, I don't know what what, what region of the world should we choose flatbread. <laughs> God, Dave is so you want to make you want to make it regional? Make this thing. We can focus on regionality. Eh, maybe Africa. <laughs> oh shit! Fermented or unfermented? <laughs> uh, well, Hold on. Bread- Wait, before yeah. you guys start d- talking fucking advanced <laughs> tactics, remember I have to also participate. I cannot fucking hang. I cannot hang. With you two fucking flatbread Jedi's over here. I'm a Padawan. Do not be fermented, unfermented African flatbreads, dude. I cannot keep up. Um, okay, so when we reconnect with Brian in a few weeks' time, we will be exploring the world of flatbreads. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> once again, I, I, I think I, I think I should be plus three seven five. No, Brian, no, Brian, no. He's Brian, gonna, Brian, but, should, Brian should be minus one ten. Dave, you are not plus three fifty, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is some. If if that you're three fifty, I know for a fact you're taking that bet. You are taking that. Brian bet is not in the plus. Brian is in the minus. I mean, yeah. yeah Brian's we go to ours and Brian.com. We could pick the roti recipe. Brian's we could pick the non recipe. Yeah. We could pick the tortilla like, recipe. Yeah. Like we're yeah. we're dealing with a guy that is a baker, literally, and he travels the world understanding this. I think <laughs> I, I think minus one, minus one fifty, one ten, one fifty. 
That's what I'm thinking. I only won one episode out here, y'all. So don't, you know what I'm saying? Just remember that there's there's other factors in here. All right. Uh, share all your comments and photos and videos with us. We're 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 watching all of these things being cooked. It's amazing. Send send emails to recipe club at majordomemedia.com. Our next episode, everybody, is going to be with Rachel Kong, and the subject will be martinis. So oh, uh if my. you ever wondered what it's like to uh <laughs> take all of this energy that you see from dave and myself and add alcohol to the mix uh you'll find out soon wow. that's coming up next week that sounds so fun i wish i was a part of that, that we should, oh, brian, we should hey, brian call it hey brian call it no brian you want to join we need more i people. do i do i'll give you my martini order right now Kettle one, up with a twist, just in and out with the vermouth. Very dry. Wait, wait, wait. You know We're saying? not taking like... your order. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of club, bro. <laughs> <laughs>